It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Team Bear Sports Podcast. We are back. It is Kevin and Jackson. Kevin and Jackson episode again. Tim, his parents are coming into town, so he's got to play host, so he will be out this week. We'll be happy to have him back next week. But, Jackson, we were talking about it earlier before we started recording for the... A little rundown, yeah. Yeah, and our little rundown. For a time where we thought we were going to be really light on Chicago Bears news, this week was just packed full of Chicago Bears. Yeah, there's just... A lot of good sports news in general. You know, I think we're all happy that baseball is back, and you know, we we won't really talk about this right now. But the, you know, free agency on both sides of the town is kind of just like, what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> are you guys gonna make a trade? Or like, but for Bears, yeah, um, a lot of moves I think needed to be made that suck. Um, well, let's, let's just let's just. I mean, you know, let's just let's just, open. The, let's, let's just start with the elephants in the room, Kevin. I'm you are wearing, you are wearing the 1940s, you know, Khalil Mack jersey. Yeah, you are sporting the Khalil Mack jersey, so I am. The I Chicago also, Bears did trade Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers, who they are taking their his whole salary minus the money that's allotted to signing bonus and all that. And the Bears did get a what were the picks? A I think a second in the sixth round. Second in a six round pick. So I know like what we gave up for Cleo Mack. That's like you're thinking, oh, my goodness, like we got swindled. But Jackson, I think that we, this is for the direction the Chicago Bears are going. Like this is they a need great picks. It's they a great picks and they need money off the books. It's a great move. And I think that yeah. they they said uh, well, they the Chicago media came out and said that with this move, the Bears have now. 121 million in open cap space for 2023. So, I mean, when's the last time the Bears had like that much money to play with? That's not allotted to. Yeah. Um. First of all, you know, I think Khalil Mack. You know, thank you for your service. I will say these are the best Bears throwback jerseys. The the black orange. Yeah, with the stripes on the sleeve. With the yep. stripes on the sleeve. These are the best ones, and they need to go back to them. Um. Thank you, Khalil Mack. You know, I think. Three years, three-time Pro Bowler out of four years. I think he he's not a he's like a Bears legend esque. Like I don't think he'll ever be wrong to wear a Cleo Mack jersey in town, right? You're not yeah. shit. It's a move that they had to make. I think they made the move at the right time because you know Mack's been banged up the past year and a half. Um, you trade him away next year and he's maybe not as good. You know he started off the year pretty good you know six seven sacks gets hurt never comes back Quinn obviously ascends so it's like that what if if you had two good pass rushers at the exact same time and we just never had it um I also think and you'll you'll agree with me I'm okay with the in Heinz you know you'd never want to be playing Monday morning quarterback that's always the worst in sports and politics and in business it's it's the what ifs that's dumb it's easy to critique now when they got Khalil Mack, it was a game changer, right? You knew that the Bears were close to competing with the defense that they had. They had a young team on offense. A Mack gives you that like extra edge. 
I think if the Bears trade him away next year and he's still banged up, you don't get any return from him. Right. Yeah, you might you might you had to do either it now. get the salary off the books with no picks or you get the picks but you have to pay a majority of his salary. So the and, fact that we know, were able to get this it's 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 a trade that sucks. Like it, it's ripping the bandaid off and the hairs are all caught in the bandaid, but uh it had to be done. And I'm I was trying to think just now, like who who do you think is like a Khalil Mack esque type player for another Chicago sports team? Like he wasn't drafted by the Bears, and he had a kind of a shorter tenure with uh, the Chicago Bears. But, like, who is someone similar to that? Where, like, if you wear a Khalil Mack jersey to a game, like you said, people could be like, oh, yeah, nice jersey, or they're going to kind of respect it. I was trying to think um, of, like, White Sox players that, like, stuck I think around. Andre, for... I think Andre Dawson. Okay. Like, yeah. Dawson or Fisk, right? They're not in the Hall of Fame with either team. Mm-hmm. I think you can make Fisk the is a good one. Yeah, and Fisk, like I think, played a little longer than he did with the Red Sox, but he was on better teams with the Red Sox. And he's known for the—I mean, his mo- big moments are known with the with the Red Sox waving the yeah ball right. fair. And in the, in the '70s, like he wasn't as prime with the Red Sox. Yeah, those know, are some good White Sox wearing the '72 jersey back, you know, instead of '27. Dawson, I think, you know, he comes to the Cubs on the blank check. Um, wins the MVP in 87 for a last place team, which will probably never happen again in sports, right? Mm-hmm. For a last place team. Um, you know, Do- I have a Dawson Jersey, you know, he played, I think six, seven years with the Cubs. I think he was an all-star like five or six years out of those years. Um, you know, it, I think him going to Wrigley definitely saved his legs. You know, you play on concrete in Montreal, but you know, the hall of fame, this is where I get, I have my problems with the hall baseball hall of fame is like he wanted to go in as a cub and the Cubs had an agreement. If he goes in, they'll retire his number. And he went as an expo Cubs didn't retire his number. Um, I still think they should retire his number, you know, and now you see players kind of leverage what hat they want to go in, in the baseball hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Maddox yeah, yeah. said, I, I don't want to have one. Guerrero went as an angel, even though I don't see him as an angel. Like it's very weird with that. Um, but I would say Fisk and Dawson. Yeah. Of. I was thinking like, I was trying to think of a, like a bulls one. And I think if DeRozan sticks around for a little bit. Yeah. I can see DeRozan. Let's see how similar. that goes. Um, Hockey, essence, I can really think of one. Maybe. Yeah, Hosa won. Right? Like you, I think you can make the argument that Hosa might be the best trade any Chicago team made, right, for them to win. Right? You yeah. can't oh absolutely. Yeah. Him or John Lester, for sure. Well, let's get let's get back to Khalil Mack. So they got the the, the second round pick and the fourth round pick, which is is Nice because we now have what six picks in the upcoming yeah, draft. Got up from five to six, but you need from, all of them. Because we we did give them a fourth or something like that to go with it, or right. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but with the way that the Bears' free agency and or just off season gone, they haven't really made a lot of moves. They made one big one, which we'll get to in a little bit. So they need to build through the draft. Uh, can you see anyone going along with Mac? being traded like i know robert quinn was kind of talked about i, I mean if you i can get really, rid of think, one edge I really rusher. think there's anybody's up 
right? And I think with people are complaining about why are we signing people? Why are we signing people? You know, I think polls was going to be conservative about this, right? Like, you know, you have a lot of money in the cash right now. However, like your, your window is not open yet. Your window is open next year or 2023 when you get yeah, this, this year's it's get a first round draft pick. Yeah. Um, you know, develop fields, protect fields. That should be the main goal. Find out who on defense can play and then, you know, make a run for it in 2023. Um, you know, I think anyone, I really do. I, I would not be surprised if the bears gave up like a David Montgomery, it would not shock me. I would hate it. I would be pissed. I would, but, be, would be, but you would understand it. Like, I, I mean, understand it, especially and at this early I, I think in Eddie Ryan Jackson. I think Eddie Jackson would make sense. And the joke is if Tim was here, he'd be like, well, you have both their jerseys and they're both throwbacks and now they're both traded. And I would tell him, fuck you, Tim. As he listens to this tomorrow, um, Jackson makes sense because he's young, hasn't really been hurt. Does the chain of scenery help him? And you get a lot of money off the books with him. However, you still need a you still need a strong safety regardless if you got rid of Jackson. Um, Quinn, you know, Quinn makes sense to trade. However, if you look at his career stats, they're always up and down. He's older, older than Mac. Can he get 19 sacks again? My dad thinks he can. I'm like, you're on drugs. <laughs> yes. um, or he'll be, he'll typically, get, you don't match a career year with an even better year. Like, yeah, very rare. Like you're going to break a record, then break another record. But Yeah, that's that's insane. Out, uh, out, of, out of the people you've listed, or if you have one that you haven't said, is there someone that you would like to see traded for – picks or just for salary dump because i ha- i have an answer but I'll, i want to hear yeah yours. who do you, i don't really have one because like we have holes everywhere right i, I would go for i would pick probably quinn i think that you're gonna Quinn you, would make the most sense you could so find high. a team that would see that he had 19 sacks like a, someone similar to a chargers who's like right there they just need an, an edge rusher kind of like how the rams got von miller could have broncos um, get him yeah, I mean, well, I know they signed, uh, what's his face today? Randy Gregory from the Cowboys. Right. Yeah, and Gregory was expected to sign with Dallas, and he changed, changed his mind at the last second. And I think that, you know, Quinn's not going to be like Mac, someone who's on this team when they're ready to compete for a championship, make playoff pushes. So I th- I just think that he's someone who you can and hopefully I get think a good— you can get one pick for Quinn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, can get, get... if you can get, like, a third or fourth-round pick— for Quinn, I'd do it. Oh, I would. I would love that. I would love to oh, have. Give me a third round pick. I think there's a lot of value in this draft, and I I haven't like looked too deeply, but I think there's a lot of value in the you know mid mid rounds, and that's when you can just stockpile those picks to build up your O line and build up those positions of need. Which yeah, I mean, just going from six to seven is great. I think this year, as much as we're gonna hate it. And like it sucks because they kind of have a fun schedule next year because we're going against our friends just with the AFC and NFC lineups. Um, we got to embrace the suck and it's not going to be yeah. fun. And I, I, and I hope bear fans are patient, right? Cause you know, like it was, it was so hard when you look at the white Sox, you know, Cubs, Blackhawks, bulls, when owners are like, yeah, we just, we're going to have re rebuild and it sucks and like football it's hard to rebuild because the schedule always changes and there's always a team that makes the playoffs that didn't make the year the year before and it's been like that since the merger um 
I just don't think, like we talked about, it's smart for the Bears to go for it to try to win the division at nine and eight, depending on exactly. someone. Like, even if Green Bay has an off year, Minnesota sucks. Because then you get a first-place schedule, you get a shitty mid-tier first-round pick. You know? I mean, granted, if they start off 11-0, and 0, you know, go yeah, for then, it. Yeah, yeah like, if there's an anomaly, then yes. Yeah. In but, reality, we're not expecting that. I And it's going to suck. And I hope Bear fans are patient. And historically, Bear fans are never patient. And uh, embrace the suck. Well, and I, like you like you mentioned with the other sports teams in Chicago, I know that the when the Bears, since Trestman, there really has not been a full rebuild. I mean, the they Bears did, have had teams. They did 2015-2016, but it was just like... It, did, it just didn't feel like... No. You know, I feel no. like they've been patching holes. Like, they made some big signings, but they've also been... It was they, a put lot band, of, they put band-aids on bullet holes. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, similarities to how, like, the Sox went out and got Todd Frazier. Like, he's not going to make your, your team better. Or the the Cubs went out and got uh, Milton Bradley. Right. Or, uh, you know, or you know, Bulls got D- uh, Dwayne Wade. Every, like, yeah. Dwayne, just, when, they, when they got <laughs> the – oh, my. We could do a podcast on that. It's just like – How bad that was. And I, I think that the fact that we, we were able to see – like the White Sox and, you know, the Bulls kind of tank. And then you can see them build through the draft slowly. It does suck. I know football, it kind of comes around a little bit quicker than those sports. But the fact that I've, hopefully Chicago fans have seen that and they can see what pay, or polls also, is trying to do. It's also harder. I mean, the Cubs did it. Look how long it took. I mean, the Cubs got oh, lucky. Their yeah. rebuild was from 2011 to 2015 and 15 their rookies all their rookies hit yeah. right and then you had jake arietta's like give me the ball i'm gonna win you a division or a wild card spot um also with like basketball and baseball like those players are so much younger right than football and yes they're you know there's a player who we let go or we didn't resign who's extremely young and you know we can talk about that for a while in a little bit but it's hard to develop football you can't come out and play in the nfl when you're 18 or 19 years old oh you you just can't like your body is not baseball or basketball hockey how many times in hockey you see like a 19 year old from yeah Connor mcdavid coming in and scoring 30 goals as yeah that's not gonna happen in the nfl like you're not mentally prepared nor physically prepared that bears fans i know that us three are going to be patient with polls because it's going to be frustrating it'll be frustrating just to see the results if they're going to go the way they think they are which is a lot of losses but if polls keeps his promises and he builds through the draft like to have that sustained sustained success is something that we will be looking back in a few years being like, man, think, like that one year that we sucked or those two years that we I were next year. If they it. get a top 12 pick, I'll be happy with it. And if they get, you know, a 500 record against the division. Yeah. I will say that with Aaron Rodgers resigning, it makes it a little bit nicer or a little bit easier, softer on us that if you don't win the division, you know, cause we're like, if we're playing Aaron Rodgers, we're not expected to win. 
Where if he wasn't there, it's like, well, it's really pressure anyone's. Goes on, pressure goes on Green Bay. Yeah, it's really anyone's division if Rodgers isn't there. So Yeah, and now know. with Brady back, like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also just the, the quarterback competition in the NFC, you know, with Wilson being gone, it's just not good, right? Like Tim talked about the other day, is Kirk Cousins a top five, top eight <laughs> quarterback in the <laughs> NFC now? And you're yeah. like, by default, he might be. Yeah, just because it's so, so you know, poor it, right now. Can you imagine if Rodgers went to the NFC West instead of Wilson? Oh, it'd be murderers row. Um, and just saying, and Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he'll be a, you know, ten years, nine Pro Bowls. Yeah, that's Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I, I, it's gonna suck, and we're gonna embrace it. But. And and Paul said this when he was hired, and we 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 need to be realized what, yeah, stick to your guys' guns a little bit, is he did say he's not going to go after the major free agents, um, that they were going to wait for the second and tier rounds to get guys, and you know that's that's not always a bad thing to do because you might get guys who are available and cheap, and who want to you know, show themselves that they're worth a second and third contract. Well, and we, and we were looking up before we started recording how many just offensive linemen that were available. And it, oh, man. It, it just seems like they were all they were all taken up or all the good ones were taken up. But there's still some quality linemen yeah. out there to be scooped up. So, like, yeah, I know it might just seem like you're like, we're not signing anyone. We're not doing anything. We're just sitting on our hands. But, you know, to kind of go along with what you said about polls, this is kind of what he was expected to do. So we shouldn't Bears fans. Hey, we, we put that poll out. out. We put that poll out on Twitter, and everyone wanted an offensive lineman. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So we will still, in terms of signing people, we we did sign someone. So I guess we could probably talk about that. Yeah, we got a new um, bear. We did make a signing on the defensive side of the ball. We got Larry. I'm gonna butcher this. Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi. Pronounce. You're close enough. We know what yeah. you're saying. Uh, defensive tackle from Cincinnati, and I know Jackson, you pulled up the stats, but it seems like we got an upgrade compared to. Yeah, Eddie listen, Eddie Goldman was drafted in 2015. Um, you know, missed COVID year. You know, whatever. This year, didn't play as much either. But these are the stats comparing them, and you got to remember, the scheme also plays a big factor in it. Larry can play that three technique, which is nice. But I know a lot of people were kind of sour grapes on. Um, Goldman, Goldman's had his highest career sacks in 2015 when he was drafted at four and a half. Larry has had three seasons of five sacks or more. Okay. When it comes to their career, their overall career stats at this point. Now, to be fair, Larry was drafted in 2017. So he is two years younger. Uh, Larry's played in 76 games in his career. He has Solo tackles, 137. Assist tackles, 92. Sacks, 21.5. Force fumbles, 2. Goldman, who they let walk yesterday. Goldman has 81 games played. He was drafted in 2015. Uh, he has 116 solo tackles, even though we, we just said he did miss a year. Um, but production-wise, he is two years younger, and I get that Goldman missed a year, but Barry still has more tackles. Assists. 58 assists. That's that's not good. 
right? If you're going to be a defensive tackle, you got to help out making those tackles on the run. Sacks, 13. And force fumbles, zero. So I think we got a pretty good player. Yeah, it's nice to see. And Eddie's 27, so it's not like we got this three-year veteran. Yeah. So he he could still be around as the Bears are starting to ascend or have ascended. Um, but it, it's it's good to see. Like that's kind of like one of those you know signings where it's like you know it's not exactly a hole like the, one of the biggest holes that we're looking for receiver, uh, offensive line or, or big ones could be DB as well. But you still need to have quality players on your roster. And uh, now that we lost uh, Goldman to have an upgrade in that position. It's great to see. And I mean, I know we all got to see the Bengals play a lot in the playoffs this past year. And from just from my brief memory of watching the Bengals, their defense looked like they were getting to the quarterback and stuffing the ball. So yeah, they played well that, in the Super Bowl. If they can play like that for the Bears, I mean, that it's yeah, great to a, see. You got to think a guy like Larry, you know, he had hurt against the Raiders and kind of missed that playoff run. You know, he knows what it's like to be on a playoff team. But, you know, missing out on that, that run, we don't feel maybe like contributed or something or played in the Super Bowl. That, that That's got to fire you up a little bit, I, I would think. Well, I didn't know he was in. I didn't know he was hurt for the playoffs. I thought he was uh, he was oh, in yeah, there. Yeah, he got hurt. My mistake. He got hurt in Oakland. Yeah. Well, there you go. Re- revenge career. Revenge contract. Yeah. And like we need to be all honest, too, is like the Bears needed to get younger on their defense. Right. And like learn a page out of the Trustman years and the Fox years is that they waited too long and they relied too much on Erlocker and Briggs and Tillman. And they got old and they got old really quick. Yeah, you know, that's what they're I mean, just from what I'm assuming the Bears will do is they're going to lock up Roquan because make him the centerpiece because he's still, you know, in the prime of his career, still young. Right. And then now you got to, you know, shed the, the dead weight or the weight that's not going to be there for the, the long playoff run that we hope to have. Um, so it's, it's good to see that we got someone. There is a free agent who I'm kind of curious in on the defensive side, and we need a linebacker. I thought about Miles Jack. Yeah, re- recently released by the Jaguars, I believe. Jackson no, he hasn't Jaguars. lived up to the hype. However, playing in Jacksonville is... That's got to be like the most toxic place in the world. Oh, give, absolutely. Give him a guy like Roquan who could, you know. He's not going to be the main guy that everyone's looking at to be the right, leader of the, right. back, the no, linebackers. Can you, can you move Roquan over to the outside or does Jack go to the outside? You know, is that like maybe can you get him like on a deal for like a two-year deal? Um, that might be something interesting to look at. Well, and, and if you're a linebacker, you've got to see what uh, Coach Eberflus did with uh, – Darius Leonard and, you know, came out and had this, you know, not highly thought of linebacker. He wasn't like a to the league's best blue chipper to the, yeah, to the league top two could be top one linebacker in the entire league. So you might see like, okay, maybe if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to go there. Maybe my career resurrected. Jack's still 26. Yeah. You know, another, another young guy, younger guy that I wouldn't mind. I would not be surprised if the bears got, a wide receiver, like a low tier wide receiver, and maybe a linebacker. And then what they might do is they might draft two offensive linemen. 
Yeah, I, we were talking about that a little bit beforehand. I could see that. Just, you know, bring in as many people as you can and hopefully build them and up. And I think that goes to our next point. Um, what do you feel about James Daniels? He's going to Pittsburgh. Two-year deal. Or He's no, re- did he sign a two-year deal or is it a four? I forget. I bl- I want to say it was two. I never. I all, all these contract numbers. I don't. I never memorized. But there's been a lot. It's. it's I, I want to say it was. I, I want to say it was two because I think it was like a ten. Oh, I'm gonna look this up. This is gonna drive me now. This is gonna drive me nuts now. I'm hoping I'm right with the two. But yeah. It. I I would have liked to have Daniels back, just because for the money that the Steelers gave him, I thought we could have matched that, or even maybe give him. He a has a two-year more. deal. Two-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would like to. I would have liked to have him still, just because now that's not another position on the offensive line that you need to fill and build right. up. Like, even if he's not your answer for the future, like for another two years, like you know that you have a decent to solid lineman available. But now, now that we don't have him, we have two offensive linemen to look for in the draft or one in the free agent market. So it's a lot of holes. It is a lot of holes. It's a and, lot of holes. And the he, thing is, like, Daniels, I get that he wanted nine. He did not deserve nine. He did. He had an okay year last year at best. And, you know, he's kind of been up and down. I think Nagy, to be fair to Daniels, just did not. You can't keep moving a guy in and out of center or guard. Make up yeah. your fucking mind. Right? That's that the whole thing with Cody Whitehair. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is he a guard or is he a center? He was he was a he was the Pro Bowler at guard I believe right and then they flip flopped yeah, white hair yeah 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 so. it's you know that's not and I get you know in football you know you got to be ready to go at any moment hundred percent agree with that but come well, on I, I know what you're saying it's mentally it's that's frustrating be, yeah yeah I can see that I can see James being like you know what I just want a new situation I have no bad blood with you know the Bears but I just think. I need to go. He to, didn't want nine. Does not deserve nine. Probably six or seven, to be honest with you. The thing that you know, what really pisses me off with Daniels is that you let him walk and he's 24 years old. Yeah. That, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, it's um, I'm just hoping that he doesn't come out and become a pro bowler. That would just look really oh, bad. I think he. He's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has invested in their offensive line today. They also got Mason Cole back um, and their right tackle, uh, Okafor. They're going in on their offensive line. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. But while we're on the topic of the Steelers, former Chicago Bear Mitchell Trubisky was the other signed. former Chicago Bear. We got the other Bears Chicago going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, apparently Pittsburgh East. What do you think of Mitchell Trubisky getting another shot at a starting quarterback role Good for now him. with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Good for him. I mean, oh, he, he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, he his really his only tape was I think against us in the preseason game when yeah, he was he, with the Bills, right? He lit us up. Yeah. Yeah, um, he made, made us look like fools. Yeah, good for him. Um, he probably learned a lot in Buffalo because they're not fucking idiots out there like we are. He's going to get, obviously, attention. He has a really good running back in, you know, Paris. That helps. And he's going to – he's going from 
one of the worst coaching staffs with Nagy. To arguably one of the best. Absolutely. And with a pit stop in Buffalo with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and a highly touted offensive coordinator, now head coach in right. uh, Brian Megan Gable. Tomlin, the ultimate discipliner. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think that Mitchell Trubisky will not be the worst quarterback in that division. I okay. think that I think that he will have a better season than Baker Mayfield. And now, you know, Mayfield I, might throw for I'd be okay with that. He might throw for more yards or touchdowns, but you know, in terms of like efficiency or like just ratio wins and losses. Yeah, or like yeah, okay. wins and losses. You know, I, I just think overall Mitch I could see him having also being with, the third best quarterback with in Pittsburgh, that division. Like you're just gonna get disciplined. Right. This is an organization that will invest in you if you work hard. Like they're loyal to their guys. They're loyal to their fan base. They understand like that Pittsburgh mystique and the players buy into it. Well, and the fact that Mitch is is like egoless. Like he's just all about you yeah. know and he's never he was never a, a big ego in Chicago either. Absolutely. You know? so, and, and I think that's what Bears fans did like about Mitch, but mm-hmm. you know, he never made it about himself. You know, and when the news came out, you know, earlier this uh, winter about how um, Nagy kind of handled that staff and how he handled some of his players, you know, you got to think a lot of it was on Nagy by not adjusting his game to his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh has has a lot of weapons, like you mentioned, with uh, Harris. They got uh, Claypool. Claypool. They've got Washington. I mean, I think Juju is a free agent, but they might resign Yeah, Juju is a free agent, and the Bears are thinking about going after Juju. I, I yeah. don't know how I feel about that, but yeah, I don't want I don't want a guy TikTok and doing dances at, uh, at Soldier Field at halftime. But and they got your your uh, tight end from Penn State, who yep. seems like he could be an emerging uh, piece. So I, I I'm I'm excited for Mitch. It'll make me want to tune in. Not that I never disliked the Steelers, but like. I never hate the Steelers. Yeah, I, I always feel teams. like the Steelers are what the Bears should be: blue collar, <laughs> run the ball, play defense. They just win Super Bowls. We yeah. know. It'll it'll be nice to like because you know they're going to get a couple prime time games, you know, to watch Mitch root for him. But also the quarterback competition: who the hell is he going to go against? Mason Rudolph <laughs> and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean, come on. Even with him not playing a single snap in the regular season last year, he's still and, the best like, quarterback Mitch, out there. Mitch, one game for the Bears. He did take us to the playoffs twice, and he hit what was twenty-five and thirteen when he was a starter for the Bears. But yeah, you know, it's yeah. That just makes you like wonder with Nagy, like because there were plenty of reasons to point up to Mitch and be like, yeah, you're maybe you shouldn't have drafted a two, like him throwing on the run or like making decisions. The deep ball, the deep ball, yeah, not being able to hit those guys deep or just like even wide open. Passes where you're like, you got to hit those. But, you know, maybe it's like one of those things with a player who just needs a new situation and coaching staff. And, who knows, you know, I've always said if the we'll Bears be could trade Mitch for the Mike Super Bowl. Yeah, if I always said if the Bears could trade for Mike Tomlin, that'd be awesome. So good for him. Oh, we should have traded him. Mitch for Tomlin straight up back in the day. Oh, we had I'll take that. I'll take that in a second. Take that in a second. All right, what do we got? What do we got left with the Bears? Do we have any other news from this past week with the Chicago Bears? You know, they also got rid of Tariq Cohen. Yes, I, uh, that happened. Yeah, it seems like Tariq it happened Cohen. so long ago. And it was before. It was after Mac and before Goldman, so it wasn't that long ago. But a lot of shit 
just a lot of stuff that goes down in the NFL. Talk about I, a, just like one of those. There were some weird signings, though, overall. A lot of people got money who I was very surprised they got money. Um, who's the guy from Arizona, the wide receiver? Christian Kirk. Really? He got that contract? Yeah, and I know that if Tim was here, he would be able to probably give a little bit more precise uh I don't think analysis he's that good. because he's in Arizona. But the fact I mean, I feel like Christian Kirk was never the number even the number two guy oh. on, on the team at all times. Because I mean they had Hopkins and Green. Hopkins did get hurt, so I guess he was a number two option by default. But then they also had Hopkins or Fitzgerald, then they had like Michael Floyd. So I, I just feel like he's never really been that guy. But hey, you know what? I think Shout he has to 13 you. career touchdowns in like four years. Yeah, he's never had a, a career or a season over a thousand yards. I mean, I, mean I, I get the cliche like you always overpay in free agency, and he's 25 years old. But it's like, who does it make you, does it make you think a little bit that it's the Jaguars? So like. It kind of it, it kind of doesn't count because they're such a horrible organization. That yeah. Then wonder, why do you, why then why didn't you just resign Chark then? Who yeah who signed for a one year deal? They were in both Detroit. hurt, right? Wasn't Arizona guy hurt this year too? I can't remember. He might have been, but I know Chark was. Chark was hurt for most of the year. Yeah, he was on my fantasy originally. Chark probably just wanted out. Would be my I don't guess. Blame Chark. I don't blame Chark. But the fact that, I mean... But he only seems, signed a one-year in Detroit. Yeah, he's a, a prove-it deal. It just seems like that uh, Jacksonville, they're doing the opposite of what the Bears are doing with their young quarterback and their organization, rather than trying to build I mean, up... What helps, and, what helps Jacksonville is that they have the number one draft pick again. That does help. <laughs> that does help. But yeah. they still are signing all of these Random. players, and you're like... Random kind of guys. It doesn't seem like it's like a cohesive strategy. I, I, I feel like the Snoop Dogg meme was just like, who are they signing? You know, oh, we're absolutely. just like, who, who is this guy? Like, the you're Jack, getting 30 mil to this bum? They're going at it like me back in the day playing like a Madden franchise mode where like I'd have a team and I would just buy the number one free agent on the, uh, what do you call it, the free agent list. Because, like, oh, they're in, they're in 85. My team isn't very good. I'll take them. Oh, they're, they're 34 and not very good or they're not projected I, to be much better. I feel like Jacksonville Jaguars are, like, a mid-tier Big Ten team that doesn't get any results. They're a Maryland. No, no, they're, like, maybe they're, like, an Iowa. You're right. You get all these, like, tough players and stuff like that, but they just don't know how to like develop them and they're never competitive. Speaking of Iowa, just real quick, what I was, they're a basketball school. Now they're no longer a football school because their best, their basketball program always tends to like be outshined by football, but their basketball always does perform as much better than the football team. But they're still a wrestling school above them. That Yes. I guess out of the, yeah. the two, sport, out, of, <laughs> out of football and, uh, you know, basketball. Everyone like yeah, talks it's, about um, Iowa football. I guess but... we can go a little bit in a quick Big Ten previews with um, NCA really quick. Um, Iowa women's team, both men and women won. Their women's team face our alma mater, Illinois State. So go Redbirds this weekend. Who won the Missouri Valley uh, women's 
conference tournament. So yep. they got a bid into the, the they tournament. They got a bid, and they face Iowa. And they have to they have to go against probably the best women's uh, basketball player out there. That Clark girl, dude, she's unbelievable. Look for look out for those Redbirds to oh if the Redbirds were to be Clark, make an upset oh to be awesome. We st- I, if we were still gonna, in school she's there, gonna, she's gonna light us up. Oh, absolutely. She's gonna, she's gonna kill us. Just imagine um, how fun that would be if we were back at ICU like watching that game, just like yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like you've seen the expansion of women's basketball. Uh, men's side, you know, Iowa right now did win the Big Ten tar- tournament. You know, Illinois was coming in hot, like, like a typical Illinois fashion, losing the first round of the Big Ten tournament. And they lost to Indiana, who they beat like two weeks before by like 18 points. Lose. Um, who do they face in the first round, Illinois? The Chattanooga. Okay. So what are they, a six seed or a five seed? Uh, I think they're a four seed and Chattanooga's a 13 seed. Okay. So I was a five seed. They got, they kind of got fucked a little bit. Um, I think the hardest big 10 matchup I saw was if you're Ohio state, you gotta be pissed that you're playing Loyola first round. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That, that's a tough 10, seven. That's a toss up game. I think the Ramblers could, if the Ramblers do it again, yeah, they're a legit program. They've become a legit program. I mean, I didn't know. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but I did not know that. Do you know who Loyola's head coach is? How it's um, Denzel Valentine's brother. Yep. Former He's 30 years older. He's our age. Yeah, I had no clue. I was just like, that looks like Denzel Valentine. And then they showed his like name on the bottom of the screen. I was like, oh, it says it's his brother. So at first I thought neat. it was him. He looks just like him. Yeah, he's like two years. He's like two years older. Yeah, because I mean, um, uh, who's their old Loyola coach? Uh, Porter Moser, who's now yeah. that, who's now Texas. at Oklahoma. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 They weren't good this year. It'll be. Um, it'll be interesting. It's gonna be a good tournament. A lot of, a lot of weird teams got in, which I love. You know, I think the parity in college basketball has definitely become a lot closer. Um, I know you are a duke diehard fan how do you like duke's chances and do you think iowa i think Iowa's in a good position i know they got screwed a little bit with david or going against richmond and richmond's hot right now but i wouldn't be surprised if iowa like upset a couple teams but do you think duke can uh make a last show for coach k uh i do not i i mean i've watched this team play plenty of games this year and they just like don't have that i don't know cohesiveness that i see with I mean, I know that Duke isn't like a team that just a bunch of scrappy seniors that play well together, but compared to the teams like that one with uh, Shire or with uh, Okafor and Grayson Allen and all them, they just like, I don't know. I, I This just strikes me as one of those Duke seasons where they go out in like the second round. Yeah. Like I like they, they kind of remind me of the team when they had Jabari Parker, where they had a lot of good players, but like Jabari Parker was the stud and Paulo Bancher, Ranchero and Jabari is, went out after his first year. And then yeah, lost. So Jabari I, I, could have I, stayed in college for another year. I mean, I haven't officially submitted a bracket yet. I know I got to turn some in event before Thursday, but I think in the one that I have started, I think I have Duke out in the, after the second round, I think losing to uh, whoever that four higher seat is. It might be Iowa. Are they in the same 
No, Iowa's with Gonzaga. Um, yeah. I could look it up, but I'm I'm too lazy right now. But I have I don't have Duke going. Yeah, I got to print out a bracket too. But it is a good weekend for me too because it is the college wrestling national finals, which is always a fun weekend. All right, well, week- give your give your quick synopsis of the wrestling finals. Is there um, anyone a, that's like a stud, or is there any? It was the great. It was a great. It's the Big Ten or bust, right? While the Big Ten can't win championships in football or in basketball, they always win in wrestling. It helps when you have all sports in it and you get the highest bids. Um, Michigan was able to win the Big Ten. Penn State took second. Iowa took third. It was one of the closest Big Ten races ever. Um, Iowa, in a very un-Iowa thing, pulled a lot of their guys out of the Big Ten um, finals matches and rested them. For the Uh, national? Yeah, even though they they, they already qualified, and then they'd pull them out of certain... They were calling it medical forfeits, but it did look a lot of dodging. And there were a couple guys who were banged up, but there was probably three or four matches where the, the guys could have wrestled and they got punished a little bit in the seedings, which is good. You know, you got to punish people like that. If you know that they're not hurt. Um, if I were to bet, I would still bet Penn state to win it all. Last time they won was in 20, 2019 Michigan though is solid. You know, Michigan this year had a bunch of seniors. They, they use the transfer pool really well. They had, a guy at 184 less this past summer took bronze, a bronze medal for another country because he couldn't make the Ameri- He can't make the American team because one he's I think he also can qualify for another country, which is still pretty cool that he took bronze. Um, the shoe in for a national champion is Gable Stevenson uh, from Minnesota. Won a gold medal last year at the last. Oh, second. I even know about him. He's the one who's he's, named after the coach for Iowa. Yeah, from Iowa, he signed the NLL or NIL with the WWE. He's already a two-time national champion. Olympic gold. He's gonna go out and just murder people. He looks like he's toying. I've never seen a guy just toy with people before in a sport where it's just so demanding. But yeah, I, I, if I'm a betting guy, I go Penn State, Michigan. Um, don't sleep on some ACC teams. ACC wrestling has definitely started to push the Big Ten. However, they need to expand. If I was going to expand college wrestling in the ACC, I would do Syracuse, Georgia Tech, and I would tell Notre Dame to re-up their wrestling program. Or there BC, you have it. BC, BC, too. Yep, there you go. That's my there rundown. You have it. Jackson's wrestling rundown. There you go. That had a good ring to it. That's All right, so do we, we wrap up this episode with we're going to add two more players to our all-time Bears roster. The first week we did this, we did uh, defensive end and wide receiver. Last week we did free safety. Right? Yes, and left guard. Free safety and left guard. And this week we decided on right tackle and cornerback. cornerback. First so cornerback. First cornerback. One of yeah, one of two. Um, all right. Well, Jackson, I mean, I'll I'll just get it out of the way. Cornerback, just easy peasy. It's mine too. Uh, peanut. I'm writing, Tillman. I'm writing his name in there right now. Charles yeah. Tillman. I mean, the peanut punch. I, how how many countless memories are we, did we have of peanut punching up balls, just playing hard? He's just like always around the ball. Whenever you see a Bears cornerback, like you always kind of hope that they're going to be like Peanut Tillman. Yeah, just because he's such and he's such a quality guy. He's it, loved, it's, it's he's loved weird. To watch he actually liked one of my tweets. 
um, earlier this year. He really should get royalties every time a player punches out a ball. He completely, no one ever did that. And if they did it before, it was always on accident. You know, guys, you know, he would literally just not even tackle people, just hit the ball and come oh, out. Oh, yeah. And, you, know, you, how you, we, see it with, you see it with, like, not even just quarterback, like all position now. How many times do you see, like, if there's a, a, a running back who's kind of getting, like, held up or slowing down, where you just see, like, a oh. linebacker or, so, or anyone come in and not even tackle, just take two or three punches at the ball just to try and knock that thing out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, he should be getting paid every time that occurs. It's a shame that he was only was a pro bowler, I believe twice in his career. And, you know, he played in an era where the NFC had a lot of good cornerbacks and, you know, the bears, you know, were always okay, you know, but 2003 to 2014, 11 years with the bears, 2015, you know, he was with Carolina, but these are some of his stats. First of all, he was huge for a cornerback, 6'2", 210. That's a big cornerback. Um, he was the Walter Mann, the NFL Walter Mann of the year, which is arguably one of the most important awards to win. Two-time Pro Bowler in 2011-2012. All-Pro in 2012. He had 838 tackles. 44 forced fumbles, nine fumble recoveries. I thought he would have more fumble recoveries. Uh, 140 pass deflections, 38, 38 interceptions. As much as he, you know, punched balls out, he had just as many interceptions. And he had nine defensive touchdowns, which I believe is the all-time Bears uh, record. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, what more can you say other than He's one of the best Bears of all times. He's he's part of that iconic Bears defense right. with players that I'm I'm sure we will bring up later when we get to their position for the all times Bear teams. But yeah, he's just a great great dude. The, it's the gonna be very look. hard to find another good cornerback outside of Charles Tillman because we haven't had a lot. Does it bug you that Jalen Johnson wears 33? No, no, because I mean. Do you think 33 should be retired eventually? No, because we re- no, I don't. I don't too many 30. numbers. Yeah, I don't retire 33. Like Tillman was extremely good, but the Bears have way too many retired numbers. I mean, Singletary doesn't even have his number retired, right? Like, and the guys, yeah. the Bears who have had their numbers retired, I think definitely earn it. Not saying Peanut doesn't, but like, if he was on any other, like, if he was on like. If he was on the Panthers his whole career, he would get his number retired. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Bears should do something like a ring of honor, uh-huh. you know, kind of like what other teams do. Because uh, there's a lot of good players who probably won't have their numbers retired, but who could go in the Hall of Fame, who could end up on this list eventually. But, you know, just because the Bears have just had so many. The Bears have the most Hall of Famers. Right. Yes. We have, they, we they have, have, have Hall of Famers already on our list. And. You know, one of them is a well-known NFL player. The, the, the other one isn't, but, you know, it's going to be – and there's going to be Hall of Fame players who are going to be left off on this list because we're doing it by true position-wise, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. All right, well, we had we got the easy one out of the way, and the right tackle might be easy as well, but not as unanimous. I'm sure, even though Tim's not here, I he's probably in agreement that he would – 
pick Charles Tillman, or who knows, maybe he had R.W. McCorders or someone like that that down. I would slap him. I, would, <laughs> I doubt I would it. Get on a flight to Arizona, and I'd I would slap him, and then I'd tell his dad to slap him. You know what? He's not here, so we're gonna say that his pick was R.W. McCorders. <laughs> yeah. So I, me and Jackson had Jackson and I. We had Charles Tillman, Peanut Tillman, Peanut Punch. Fight him off. Tim, you had R.W. McCorders. I don't know what you're thinking. So we went with Peanut Tim. I hope you're. So for cool right tackle. Yeah. This was, this was like my first favorite Bears player. Um, this player was undrafted, and he played from 1991 to 2002. He played in uh, 166 games and started 143 games. Talk about value. And I, I figured out who you were talking about like a couple minutes One after the you said. Best nicknames yeah. ever on the Chicago Bears. Second team All-Pro in 2001. Pro Bowler in 2001, 100 greatest Bears of all time, and it's Big Cat James Williams. I have to go with that myself. I mean, just just off a nickname alone. Oh, that's why he's in there. That's like half the reason. I know. I like when I when I was looking at his stats, I was just like, this guy. He played so he only played. He had one, two. His first three seasons, he didn't play 16 games. But from 1994 to 2002, he played well, yeah, all 16 games. He played. Wait, can you say that again? Sorry. So from 1991 to 1993, he those first th- three seasons, he did not play all 16 games. He played 14 games, five games, and three games. But from 1994, every season from then until 2002, he played all 16 games. Talk about durability and guess what he was originally supposed to be a defensive tackle uh and he got a he got a sack in his very first season he has one sack to his name so i think yes he's not a hall of famer you know but talk about a value pick not being drafted durability learn a new position and not an easy position to learn i mean think about it two the two picks from our offensive for our offensive line so far can play D-line if we need to. Dude, also, when you talk about a big cat, right, this guy is 6'7", 329. That's a big boy. That's a big cat, man. That is a big boy. And oh. He's got a birthday coming up, too, March 29th. So that's coming up in a, a few He'll weeks. He'll be 54 years old. We'll have to tweet at him. Tweet at uh, Big Cat. He also won the Brian Pickle Award for the Bears. Um, he's currently a coach in, in Lake Forest High School, so he's still in the community. I think he's an excellent representative for right tackle for the Chicago Bears. Love it. So, I mean, two two pretty easy picks. I mean, they're the right picks. Big Cat Williams at right tackle and Charles Tillman at cornerback. Next week we'll have two new positions. We've got six already. The time's flying by, so we will be back next week with another. We got some addition. good picks. I'm liking our team right oh, now. Oh yeah, you if know, we're, we're, let's let's look at it. Let's see who we got on defense. You got Richard Dent, Charles Tillman, Mike Brown. That's already a very scary defense. You know, offense. Offense. We're gonna have to stretch some players, as you know. Yeah. But we do have one Hall of Famer. We have Brandon Marshall, Stan Jones, our Hall of Famer. And our everyone's first favorite Chicago Bear, James Big Cat Williams. I mean, we all knew that the Bears' all-time team was going to be heavily leaning towards defense. But, I mean, 
It's we can get I think we can get three Hall of Famers on the offense. Oh, absolutely. We can get three. I'm I'm thinking of two others. Four. Or I'm thinking of three others. I'm thinking of three. Well, so. we we will eventually get all of these spots filled. So congratulations, Peanut and Big Cat. Two awesome nicknames. Two of the I mean, best like, nicknames ever. I didn't even like. I mean, I gave Big Cat the shout out, but Peanut Tillman. I mean, yeah. Like when you think of Bears' great nicknames, you think of Sweetness, Peanut. I mean, Samurai Mike is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool one. Uh, but Big Cat. That's got to be in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. All right. Jackson, do you have anything else for this week's episode? I think I'm all all out of ideas. It's going to be a great, it's one of the best weekends in sports with basketball, wrestling, you know, baseball's back. Yeah. The Sox and Cubs first uh, spring training game is against each other. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll that'll be fun. Shit out of us. It'll be awesome. I mean, it's a split squad game, so who really knows, but I'm excited to look, to watch the prospects. It was 70 degrees here today in D.C., so spring is here. Yeah, there you go. And, I mean, if you end up going to more Nationals games, you got uh, Nelson Cruz signed with the Nationals. Dude, that guy is still around. He's going to be the Nationals D.H., presumably. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's the thing about the D.H. Keeps your career going, right? He might play till he's 50. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kev, I got nothing else. All right, well, that wraps up this episode, episode 37 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. We will be back next week. Tim, Tim will be back joining the show. And other than that, bear down. Bear down. Go Bears. Later. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!